Shall we read a poem from A Light in the Attic? Hello, Paul, and welcome to Shall We Read a Poem? I have clogged sinuses. I have the taco burps. And I'm Lauren. <laughs> G.M. Chrysler. What's wrong with you, Russ? I am dying. I've had COVID and my sinuses were not this bad. It feels like there's a bowling ball behind my eyes. Oh, that sucks. And it's uh, cold and not allergies? I'd, fuck if I know. My, I can't breathe at night. No. I'm, I'm, like, I've got those, I'm learning those tricks from like watching covid er videos where they have like the fat people that they turn on their fronts mm-hmm. you know so that their lungs work again i'm doing that in the middle of the night where it's like maybe my sinuses will let me breathe now oh, daddy no. <laughs> baby look pretty now and fine. i uh i one of the things that was a major thing for me when i had covid was a wedge pillow sleeping on a wedge pillow that helped a lot all right, money bags, as soon as I find where to get a wedge pillow in this economy. A wedge pillow. What am I going to just put my shoes underneath my pillow? I've gotten two wedge pillows for my Buy Nothing group. I have a pillow. I put my head on it. No, then everybody I drool needs, into it. Everybody needs a wedge I, pillow or two. I drool into it like Jabba the Hutt. I don't know at what age, it was probably 40, at what age, like, my drool started, my night drool started smelling like a dead guy, but <laughs> damn. COVID changed a, a lot for me. I now snore, and I used to only snore softly, and now I snore for real. I had to, I had to put my pillow in the washer the other day. When I was in my 20s, I could go 17 years without washing a pillow. Now my pillow smells like ass 100% of the time. (laughs) Gross. Yuck. Gross. Hell is going on in my body. I can't breathe. My drool is made of acid. And what's what's the next shoe to drop? My head falls off? Well, that's not a shoe to drop. That's a head to drop. Well, for listeners who won't appreciate it, we just went through half a fucking hour of troubleshooting sound equipment. This, I mean, to be honest, 20 minutes, 20 minutes of it was my computer deciding it had to update right now. Right now, it had to update and it wasn't going to give me a choice and it was going to take, I had no idea it was going to take 20 minutes, but it did. We are receiving nothing for this trouble. We are Van Gogh. We will never be appreciated in our lifetimes, and we will never be featured on an episode of Doctor Who until 300 years after we're dead. I guess Doctor Who will keep going. Although, to be fair, Van Gogh was featured like 150 years after he died, but be that as it may. We'll never know. We'll be dead. Russ, what are you reading today? (laughs) Nothing as good as that intro. (laughs) I am reading Hiccup Cure. (laughs) 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 Want to cure your hiccups quick? Stick out your tongue and bite your lip. Hold your breath and shake one hip. Pull back your left foot and kick up. Now you see we've cured your hiccup. Nothing much to it. 
Don't you feel swell? Yeah. Oh, well. So to cure hiccups, you do the hokey pokey, essentially. My favorite hiccup cure that I ever heard of was drinking out of the wrong side of a glass. That one's actually not too bad. I can do that when I don't have hiccups, and I have never found it to be helpful for hiccup cures. I think it it can be helpful because it forces you to control your breathing while you're drinking water. I mean, that's what drinking water does too, but... When I have hiccups, I just kind of enter a state of semi-auto-erotic asphyxiation <laughs> where, like, I breathe really weird for, like, five seconds where it's like... <gasps> I, do, I, I do something really bizarre like that. And I have never hiccuped more than about four times in the last 20 years of my life. That's amazing. My dad sometimes would have hiccups for, like, an entire day. Yeah. Yeah, my buddy James, with whom I do, hey James, watch watch this. He is the biggest, burliest fella you ever met. Very physically intimidating. Like, he's a very large man. But when he gets hiccups, he sounds like an excited schoolgirl. <laughs> it's like, ee! <laughs> ee! That's what a pika sounds like. Yeah, and, th- and this is the sound coming out maybe. of this extraordinarily large man which I, I'm, I'm i'm talking about him like he's fucking hakuho like a sumo wrestler now like he's he's just a big boy but he sounds ridiculous when he has hiccups and he never learned any of those cures and this has nothing to do with anything i was just reflecting on a part of my life when i used to work in the hospital and we would have people come to the er for hiccup cures fundamentally misunderstanding the meaning of the word emergency well hiccups can be life-threatening if they don't stop no they can't they can't hurt you i thought you actually could get over fatigued from hiccups no there have been people who've had non-stop hiccups for 35 years huh i thought sometimes they interrupted sleep and then then you had health problems it's like when people go to the hospital for like smoking too much weed it's like this isn't going to hurt you you're not dying go away but here's the fun part there are now multiple hiccup cures so if you go to the hospital and you're willing to you know endure the 18 hour wait to get seen in an emergency room there are things that we can do stage one is like oral gabapentin when I asked my dad, like, what if your hiccups don't stop? He said, well, I'd probably have to go to the doctor and they'd probably put me in a Thorazine coma until they stopped. <laughs> no, it's much easier than that. Uh, so gabapentin is an anticonvalescent. And for whatever reason, a secondary effect is that sometimes it fixes hiccups. That's really interesting. I've only, I know gabapentin as a cat tranquilizer. Yeah, I have to give it to Minerva before I take her to the vet. I did try gabapentin for uh, chronic pain for a bit, but it made me so joyless that I only did it for a few <laughs> days before I was like, oh my god, I'm not like particularly upset, but I can't enjoy things that I normally enjoy. I have like anhedonia without the depression, and this is sucks, and uh, no more of this, please. I am in chapter three of The Giver, and Jonas cannot yet see color. Yeah. 
So that's one approach. And maybe there's a couple others that I don't know about. But we had a couple of people come into the ER and we gave them gabapentin and they got over it. However, we had one fella that did not. And this was one of those guys who was clearly at the end of his rope. Like, kill me, kill me, kill me, kill me. You know, like like that kind of thing. Yeah. He hadn't gotten... He hadn't gotten used to it yet. After the first year, it gets easier, and then you just sort of roll with it for the rest of your life. (laughs) I am reading here from an abstract from the National Library of Medicine, intradermal injection for hiccup therapy in the emergency department. A mixture of thiocolchicoside and lidocaine was administered intradermally to a depth of 1 to 3 millimeters at the epigastric region and adjacent to the sternocleidomastoid muscle. The patient's hiccup ended after the intradermal injection procedure. During 48 hours of follow-up, hiccup did not happen again. And well, I know I what lidocaine s- does, but I don't know what the other stuff does. I don't fucking either. I feel like this is the modern equivalent of witchcraft, where you just throw a bunch of shit together in a pot and see what happens. Yeah, I wonder if lidocaine was just there to make the injection hurt less. Oh, yeah. Okay, yeah. that's what I thought. So it was whatever that um, other stuff was. Your boy here is like, I got the hiccups, and they're like, we're going to give you a shot in the tum. And then they did that, and the hiccups went away. Oh, wow. And so all this hokey pokey, all this drinking out of the wrong side of a glass, just uh, just reenact that one scene from Pulp Fiction, and you are sorted. <laughs> when I was a kid, one of the supposed hiccups cures was a spoonful of sugar <laughs> you couldn't have offered me that and oh i enjoyed giving it a try it only worked once and the reason it worked that once is because the person who gave it to me who i think was my babysitter gave it to me all of a sudden unexpected so i was surprised ah. and that stopped my hiccups but after that i was like oh i can eat a spoonful of sugar whenever i have hiccups and it's supposed to help never helped again but i got to eat sugar i feel like a big like punch directly in the stomach would have exactly the same effect i actually think the effect would be very different (laughs) it's like right to the solar plexus just wham it's like (laughs) oh god what if it didn't what if you were just in a lot of pain and had hiccups a lot of abdominal pain and had hiccups then they'd have to punch you again Oh, do you know what's really bad? Hiccups and nausea at the same time sucks. Being a proponent of autoerotic asphyxiation, I wouldn't know because I don't get hiccups. Mm. Because I follow in David Carradine's footsteps. By you wanking, you wank and hyperventilate when you when you have hiccups. (laughs) Well, how I I cure hiccups. But that's not autoerotic. That's just asphyxiation. It's only because I haven't started my Pornhub channel yet. Okay. Okay. But then that's just, Man, maybe it's erotic. It's not necessarily auto-erotic. I have seen a lot of channels. I have never seen one hiccup-based. I These bet it would be a people hit. people that, like, find hiccups sexy. Oh, I'm sure. There must be. There must be. And there are certainly people out there who are willing to start. Wheels are spinning. I was on Reddit today, and I'm, I'm going to fuck up the reference. I read about the most tragic figure, hmm. as far as fetishes go, that I've ever encountered. This was a fella that liked 
to pick up very weak men. So think of people who are built like me. You know, just 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 kind of stick figures, but sometimes maybe they have a little bit of a paunch to them. Like people that get exhausted by standing up, right? Hmm. These were his type. And maybe they had some degree of anemia, and maybe they had never walked a mile in their lives. He was attracted to this kind of person. Everybody's attracted yeah. to somebody, or at least somebody has type has someone attracted to them that is the fucking thing of it it's like no matter what you look like someone wants you yes as fucked up as it is you can be missing both eyes and have your head constantly on fire and that is someone's <laughs> fetish are you ghost rider well fuck me someone is wanking to you right now so this was his thing just like pale skinny boys that were extremely out of shape but the trouble was he would lord them up he would just lionize them where it's like look how pretty my boyfriend is isn't he wonderful isn't he gorgeous look how hot he is and you know he just like railed them to death but here was the problem he lorded them up so much that they started to gain confidence and he would take them out with his friends and he would take them out on activities and then they would start hiking. And then they would start going to the gym. And then mm. they would start, like, getting in shape. And then they became kind of attractive people. And he wasn't attracted to them anymore. <laughs> it's like, you talk about the finest Greek curse you have ever heard. This is straight from the gods, where it's like, you will destroy the thing you love 100% of the time. That is so beautiful to me well it probably worked out for them because they probably moved on and his curse is he is fated to just take his sickly boys and make them better and then no longer love them he needs to find somebody who is just has like some sort of illness where they don't digest food very well so they'll just <laughs> chronically be in that state yeah i mean people do have illnesses like that where they can't eat food very well like they can't eat very much food or almost any type of food and uh getting enough calories in them is extremely difficult so they can't do much activity and they just have to be careful at all times what's your favorite calorie supplement oh, i generally don't <laughs> for the last like probably 15 16 17 years of my life i have drank protein shakes for breakfast and sometimes i'll make my own but the most constant angel is boost commercially available at any grocery or drugstore they've started getting a little bit pricey lately and so i'm kind of mixing my own now so that my poop comes out like a pencil eraser very reliable um the only thing i can kind of stomach that's along that there's a, these beverages called rebel and uh their protein shakes the chocolate the one dark cho the dark chocolate one or not the elixir chocolate one just the protein one i'm like okay chocolate's always the best flavor. this is this is this is doable but i i generally don't i'm generally disgusted by protein powder so yeah like uh meal replacements don't go well for me i will 
sometimes eat these sorts of things when I have been biking and biking and biking and biking and there's nothing else in my bag. I will begrudgingly eat one and find it almost tolerable. Back when I was teaching, I was standing. This was like the first period of the day before class started. And I was standing at the front of the class drinking this shake. And one of my kids goes, uh, my mom says that those are only for sick people. It's like, you have no idea. <laughs> his mom doesn't want to buy them or his mom does buy them and they are for somebody in his family who's sick. Should say it was a girl who said that. Okay. <laughs> but man, that is, I also don't really understand breakfast unless I'm on vacation. Like the idea of stopping in the morning to do something or prepare something is kind of weirdly hateful to me. And it's so much easier just to be like, I'm going to drink this thing that's made of sand. <laughs> I uh, wake up hungry a lot of the times. And on top of that, I am super, super groggy when I wake up. I've never been the sort of person who can just wake up and do things. So um... I kind of just stumble around anyway. So I don't, I'm not actually stopping to do anything. I'm just like stumbling into the kitchen to make tea and throw some you know grain-based thing in a bowl i'm a big fan of spain where like breakfast is a cup of coffee and the bread that was left over from the night before like that that really fits in with my being yeah that would work i made steel cut oats today for breakfast and then i put marmalade and kefir on top of it are they cut with steel I assume so. Uh, so you know how oats are usually are oatmeal's like flat. Okay. So seal cut oats look more like rice. Hey. And their texture so, is very different when you cook it. Thicker oats. Well, yeah, they're they're not they're not round and flat. They're more like shards of oats. <laughs> and here we are. We've just named the next folk band. <laughs> shards of oats. What is your favorite oat-based breakfast cereal? Cracklin' Oat Bran. You fucking got it in one. I knew you would. Cracklin' Oat Bran is the tits. It's so what good. What can't you say about... Did you live in the time where they tried to market it as healthy? It has so much sugar, but yes. They tried to sell it. They tried to sell it like it was a healthy thing. It is a candy bar. It's a candy bar in a bowl, and it's so good. And it retains milk better than any other. I know, and I I, I, I can't eat it when it's super hard. I have to let it, let it soften a little bit. Otherwise, it hurts my jaw and tears up the roof of my mouth. But once it softens a little bit, oh my gosh, I love it so much. It is savagery oh my it's God, so expensive it's like it comes in this tiny little box and it costs more yeah. than like a giant cereal box yeah you know we need to make a dessert out of it like just take it full circle and bring it around to its intended purpose here's what i'm thinking so you take graham cracker crumbs and you line the bottom of the pan with them uh yeah that's what like... you do when you're making certain types of pie then you do like a food processor of cracklin oat bran condensed milk and no just that just cracklin oat bran and sweetened condensed milk food processor that pour it over the top bake 300 for 25 minutes then put whipped cream on top well it wouldn't really adhere 
to itself that well. It would still be kind of a mush, but I think it would be a delicious. It would be a delicious mush. I feel like we've got something going here, and I think I need to try this. Yes, Russ, you need to do this, and uh, definitely send me pictures of your delicious mush. I also feel like I need to buy a food processor. Oh, that's a problem, isn't it? Huh. <laughs> there's there's really no good replacement for a food processor other than just hate and like ringing food through steel wool. Do you not have a blender either? Don't have a blender. No. Well, you should probably get. You can kind of get the ones that have uh, just a base, and then you can have a blender or a food processor top. Don't you have a magic bullet? Although my birthday is coming up, I mean, maybe, maybe I could ask my, uh, maybe I could ask my mommy for a food processor. It's a great thing. It really helps with making stuff. Like, it's hard to make hummus without it. I'm looking over at my at my shelf over here at the kitchen gadgets that no one ever uses that I own. And I use all of these all of the time. So it's like from right to left, there's the Instapot. Yeah, I use that like every day. The air fryer. I use that like every other day. The rice cooker. Uh, Well, I would use now, that. This is the Zojirushi. This is the Neurofuzzy. Yeah. This is the good rice cooker yeah it, when i had a rice cooker i would use it and the instapot at the same time but i've mostly just used my instapot for the rice cooker and then i'm a little bit limited on cooking uh things that need to go on top of rice at the same time i used that fucking rice cooker 30 minutes ago well do you have any uplifting thoughts for our listeners i got my cat high in cbd so i could trim her nails and i finally got her left paw you can't get high on CBD. I get real stoned on CBD, and so does Minerva. Ha. Huh. All right. Everyone has their own experience, one assumes. At least Minerva will get stoned enough that I can pin her down and clip her left paw. Oh.